complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We should be back to a clean slate. Had that wreck in Morgan County, 67 near Shoal Creek Road. Devon had an injury involved, but it should be just about wrapped up. Popeye's Chicken's locally owned and open for takeout or drive-thru. You can get a chicken sandwich for $3.99 or buttermilk biscuit, shrimp, aside, and biscuit, only 6 bucks. University in Jordan, 72 in Jeff, and North Parkway. Captain Nick in the Popeye's 72 in Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. Hello, I'm Jason Banks, a neurosurgeon at the Spine and Neurocenter here in Huntsville. Did you know your spine is made up of bones, discs, and an intricate design of nerves? Sometimes abnormalities occur that may cause pain, numbness, and even weakness in your arms or legs. Your spine is more than just bones. Our neurosurgeons can treat the nerves in addition to the bones. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neurocenter at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. With half a brain tied, well, not quite, more along the lines of just half a brain. And for a bonus, at least he made it into work this morning. Once again, here's the Valley's longest reigning talk host. Hey, we never said he was any good. Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. So at this hour, we're going to get some perspective from both ends, from uh, from the federal end where all the activity has been going on, the printing of money, uh, which makes some people cringe, including our next guest. Uh, and then we'll get an update from uh, Mayor Tommy Battle, Mayor of Huntsville, coming up at 730. Uh, Mo Brooks, our 5th uh, District Congressman, uh, joining us for a couple segments here. You know, I was worried about you, Mo, because I thought, here's a guy who thinks the government already spends too much money. We've got we, our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren are going to be paying for stuff. And, and the government stopped the economy, and we had to do something. It must have been tough in the back of your mind going, what am I doing? <laughs> but we're in strange times, aren't we? We are definitely in uh, unusual times. Uh, let me emphasize something. It's the state government uh, the city governments that have shut down the economy, not the federal government. The only thing the federal government has had control over during this pandemic has been federal employees and federal property. That's it. Yeah. You know, the other the other part here, though, is we're getting a, a perfect lesson in federalism for people who didn't know what it was, right? I'm not sure if I would call anything about what's going on right now perfect. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, I mean, it really is up, it's up to the governors, right? And the president has said that. You know, we're, we're the backstop. Um, but we it have... It is up to the governors. Unfortunately, we're bailing them out so that they're not making true cost-benefit decisions when they shut down our economies. Now, uh, they're not touching on the really bad side of it, the cost side of it, and that is the damage that's going to be done, the lives that are going to be lost because of a collapsing economy. You know, we know, and and you wish every business could come back, but some just aren't going to be back, and, and, and a lot of them are going to be in those areas that we enjoy, like restaurants and, you know, bars and restaurants and recreational areas and that kind of thing. But this thing happens so fast, and I, you know, and you're an economics guy, so a lot of the mem- a lot of your colleagues are not. They they come from other professions. This had to really trouble you every time one of these packages came out, where you're going, well, we're just printing money here. The other side of this is going to be complicated, isn't it? Well, okay, you've made a couple of statements. I'm somewhat confused. All right. Um, 
First, we're not printing money uh, at the congressional level. We're borrowing it. Right. Um, that's about $3 trillion so far that we've decided to borrow. Uh, we're looking at a deficit this year. Assuming that we don't do any more of these bailouts, which we're undoubtedly going to. Now, that's what Congress is doing where I am. Mm -hmm. The federal government is also printing money, but they're doing it through the Federal Reserve. And that's another $2 trillion uh, that is being made up out of thin air to support our financial system. So what happens on, I, I mean, what, what's your biggest fear here? Because we're, we're, we're not sure what the rest of the year looks like. We hope, I mean, predictions are that we'll, we'll probably come roaring out of this, but some parts of the country may not. Um, but they're, they're already, particularly in the House, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's already said it, right? She won't say this is a great opportunity now to, uh, what is it, uh, a, a national guaranteed minimum income? I mean, they're actually saying it now, right? Well, there are people who are ignorant and are saying that kind of thing, but you know, somebody has to work to produce the money. Somebody has to work to produce the goods and the services. Um, and if everybody could get everything for free, you know, that's, that's impossible. That is economically impossible. Uh, and you ask what my biggest concern is. My biggest concern is that a year from now, we still have the coronavirus. We still don't have a cure. We still don't have a treatment. We still don't have a vaccine. And the national government is bankrupt. Under those conditions, uh, the number of people who would die would make the coronavirus look like a little gnat. Yeah. Okay. If we have an economic collapse from a national insolvency and bankruptcy, Think about how many people are going to die when our roads deteriorate because we don't have the money to make them safer or to even maintain what we have. Think of how many people are going to die when we don't have the money to keep dangerous criminals in penitentiaries or prisons, or we don't have enough money to pay for law enforcement and anarchy starts breaking out, particularly in some of our major metropolitan areas. Think of how many people are going to die when we don't have the money to pay for good health care, when we don't have the money for Medicaid or Medicare. Uh, think of how many people are going to die when suddenly there is no more Social Security or people who are used to living off the hard work of others with welfare, free food, free clothing, free shelter. Suddenly they're cut off and the money's not there. What's going to happen to them? Think of how many people may die because we may have a collapsed uh, national security, no, no national defense. You know, the Great Depression to a large degree, weakened the United States militarily so much that Japan actually thought they could win. Mm -hmm. And so they attacked us. You saw Germany doing the same thing in Europe. They thought they could win. What happened? Over 50 million people around the globe died. So you asked me for what is the worst possible scenario. The worst possible scenario is a national insolvency at the same time that we have the coronavirus because there's been no treatment, no cure, there's been no vaccine. Yeah, and we, might, and we may not have a vaccine. Year. I mean, we may not figure that we're going to have to go on whether we have a vaccine or not, right? I mean, we're just going to have to figure it out, right? We do. Yeah, I want to get to some of the uh, some of the early goings here about how this all came together and what your concerns were going in, because already we're beginning to see the repercussions of this uh, federal add on to unemployment, which is a little disturbing. Congressman No Brooks uh, joining us for another segment coming up. Do you have a degree in economics? Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Highest honors. OK, so. Live from an old brick building under the interstate, it's the little station that did. 
1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. With a Bloomberg Business of Sports report, I'm Michael Barr. The NBA plans to reopen team practice facilities Friday in areas where local governments have relaxed stay-at-home restrictions amid the coronavirus pandemic. That's according to an ESPN report. Dallas Mavericks team owner Mark Cuban says playing without fans is a made-for-TV event. I mean, we're dying for content. We're dying for teams to root for. We're dying to get excited about games and just die, you know, just ready to go and cheer as a community. Um, and so, yes, I really think that if we're able to pull it off without fans, we're certainly going to do it. Major League Baseball games this year with no fans in the stands? That could be on deck, according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Be creative. Try to figure it out. But if players could get paid more than staying home and owners will get some revenue versus total shutdown, why not? That is a Bloomberg Business of Sports report. I'm Michael Barr. We're all in uncharted territory, looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams, to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. In business today, being ready is more challenging than ever. As you work to keep your doors open and employees and customers protected, Cintas is here to help. Our trucks can deliver essential supplies like soap, microfiber towels, disposable gloves, paper towels, toilet tissue, and safety glasses. We can even sanitize your restrooms. We'll serve you with the speed and dedication you need. Learn how Cintas can help your business stay ready at Cintas.com. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. This is Old Hickory Barbecue in Newmarket. We are open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7, and Sunday, 11 to 2, offering carryout, curbside, and grub south delivery. For rebates or low payments on a new Lennox Home Comfort System, call All Weather Heating and Air Conditioning 256-852-8825, Alabama certification number 83073. Uh, well, we got the rain, and then it's going to move out of here, and we'll get to uh, the, we'll get some sunshine. We'll get to 77 today. Little rain between now and uh, Friday through the weekend, but it looks like that's going to be pretty good. It's going to warm up, too. Congressman Mo Brooks uh, joining us. He's our our congressman for Alabama's fifth district. Um, I, I want to the, the for people watching this thing from the beginning. 
I mean, it, it was like trying to catch a million arrows, I'm guessing, because as, as, as states began to shut down, and again, we've heard all this about, I, I think there is something to be said for the New York view of the rest of America. We're, you know, almost half the deaths are in the New York metro, and that's we kind of overreacted there, too, as a country. But... You guys are in the House, and people are going, well, well, can't they stop this? Well, first of all, you're in the minority. Second of all, um, they were putting some poison pills in there. I'm sure you, you tried to stop, like this $600 add-on a week for unemployment. I mean, we're getting exactly what was predicted by a lot of economists, right? Well, most people in Congress did not know what was in the bill when it passed. Okay. Wow. Uh, the, the Senate uh, put it through on a Wednesday night. It was hundreds of pages long, very technical legalese, very difficult to follow. And then it was pushed over into the House, and we had a vote within 48 hours. So the general public had had no time to figure out what's in it. Uh, there was no time to disseminate information and get it around. So there probably were very, very few who actually had enough time to actually read the bill and understand it well enough to know what all was in it. By way of example, most people did not find out that some senator, uh, and this is the most disgusting aspect of the bill, some senator had put into the bill uh, $12 billion in additional foreign aid to Africa. Really? We're wow. in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, and you slip in $12 billion uh, of aid to Africa? How is that going to help us? And that, keep in mind that's money we don't have, have to borrow to get, and can't afford to pay back. And to put it into perspective, that is about a 25% increase in all foreign aid worldwide from that one measure that some self-centered senator put in that bill that we didn't find out about until it was kind of late, and the public didn't find about it until after it was over with. A lot of people did not understand the cascading effect of the 600 extra dollars per week in unemployment and how there are a lot of Americans now who get paid more not to work than to work. And so you've got employers who are having a hard time finding people who will work for them because the federal government pays them more not to work. Yeah. I, I mean, it's craziness. This I know. Is, this is socialism run amok. That's basically what's going on. And I'll tell you, uh, I felt torn on the first four bills, uh, and there have been four of them, uh, because we were uh, being bombarded with pandemic threats. But I'm going to be hard-pressed to vote for any more of these things going going forward. I understand that uh, a lot of people are suffering, but they're not suffering because of what the federal government has done, by and large. They're suffering because states and mayors, cities, have gone overboard shutting down our economy. That's That's the cause of the problem. And so we're dealing with the effects in Washington. We're not curing the disease, and the disease is the shutdown. You know the you know the part of this that kind of and 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 I I read and I'm not an economics guy, but even I get this. The fact that I I remember reading somewhere where I I think the richest person in the world might hit a trillion dollars if if that's if I'm reading correctly, and we're talking about three trillion dollars so far. You can't. There's not enough rich people to tax to make this up in the long run ever. The, we have to get the economy, the, the wealth is created by the, the engine of the economy. We can't just go after people's wealth, right? Well, even if you were to seize their wealth, seize everyone who's wealthy in America, all their money, you would not have enough money to pay for what we're paying for. 
And it's just it, okay because it's just seize not it. there. No, I'm not talking about tax it at 100 percent on the income. Seize their wealth. Seize all their assets. And you just would still run out. Would still run out. Would blow through it. So That's what is, how bad this situation is? The call is going to now be, and I and I guess this is going to be difficult. And again, you you have colleagues in the house that are going to want to just give money to everybody. States are worried about, and uh, states that have been run badly. States that have pension systems they've been abusing forever. We're hearing that out there. Uh, hospitals uh, have been concentrating. Uh, and there's a story out about UAB losing thirty. What is it? Thirty million a month. Um, we have hospitals that went so focused on this coronavirus thing, they quit doing regular business and had to lay people off, and they're now bleeding. These are all things that are going to have to somehow work their way out, and they're going to be calls for you guys to fix it. What do we do? Well, in fairness, the governor of the state of Alabama ought to be the one that comes up with the money to reimburse everybody who has suffered economically because of the shutdown. The hospitals, that is to a large degree the responsibility of the governor of the state of Alabama for ordering that much surgery that is needed by Alabama citizens cannot be done if it's somehow or another, quote, elective, end quote. Well, you know, or essential, if you're the one that needs this surgery in order to help relieve your pain, it's pretty necessary to you. But unfortunately, the governor's office prevented those things from happening. So hospitals are losing money hand over fist because they're not doing that work for people, patients who need it. And it's all the governor's responsibility for having done it. And the governor could have at least seen this problem with her order and canceled this part of her order. But she has kept it in place. It's in place today. Yeah. It's in, you know, the, the fear was we wouldn't have enough hospital beds for people who have coronavirus. Well, those wings and hospitals that are dedicated for coronavirus patients, are they're not empty, but they're pretty close to it. And that costs a ton of money to rededicate those resources. We should have been making these decisions when we saw how many coronavirus patients were actually going to be needed for those hospital rooms. But instead, it was done preemptively when the information was inadequate, fortunately, was bad. Well, and I think I, I, I look at this governor as having panicked a little bit here because I think the people screaming the loudest forced her to pull the trigger on this thing. And I, 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 I whoever put that Twitter idea together where she would answer questions, people just piled on. And, and, and I think it spooked her. That, that's my sense. But now we're going to have to pay for know. it. I don't know. I don't know the cause of it. I, 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 don't, I don't mind the initial order because there was so much uncertainty, so much risk. But now that weeks have gone by, over a month has gone by, and we have a better feel for it, there is no rational reason to keep this thing in place uh, to the extent that it now exists. There is no rational reason, and it, and it should have been uh, removed, not in its entirety, but certainly the more egregious position should have been removed, particularly those that deny medical care to people who need it for things other than the coronavirus. You know, and, and, you know, we can nitpick this thing all over the place. I mean, you know, Home Depot is allowed to sell or, or Walmart can sell all the things these individual businesses were not allowed to be open and sell. I mean, we're going to learn a lot about uh, a lot on the other side of this, but the damage is already done, right? There are a lot of companies and a lot of jobs that will never come back. And every day that goes by, another company goes into bankruptcy. Another owner of a company is going to go into bankruptcy and another set of jobs will be gone forever. That's how bad this situation is with the governor's shutdown order. And let me be real clear. I would repeal the entire shutdown 
part of the shutdown stay-at-home order. And I asked her to do that last week. Unfortunately, she's not done that, so we continue to suffer economically. Uh, There are some things I would keep in it. For example, if you have the coronavirus, if you've tested positive, you must quarantine. That makes sense. But shutting down our entire economy, doing the kind of damage that is being done, that is folly, and we as a society are going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it big time, and that's most unfortunate because it was our own suicide that did it. Yeah, and a lot of states did it. Now they're going to ask Congress to clean it up, which is going to be, uh, uh, well, we'll and see. I'm not to do it. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Mo, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for sharing. We'll find out what the governor does at 11 o'clock today. Congressman Mo Brooks, right. we appreciate care. your time, my friend. Thanks. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. WTKI Talk. Don't have time to call? Then email Fred at WTKIRadio.com. We are working with a lot of the normal traffic load, as you would expect. And we don't have anything on the board accident-wise. Some good news there. Had a couple of wrecks earlier, including one on 67 near Shoal Creek Road, but it should now be gone. Are you looking for ways to lower stress and boost immunity? The 2030 Fast Track Program can help with that. Find out how at 2030Huntsville.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Variety and price. What else can you say about Alabama's oldest smoke shop, the Humidor Pipe Shop? I smoke cigars and pipes, both. Being the oldest shop, they've got brands that have been around a long time, but they also have all the new brands as well. I've traveled all over the country, and this is as singularly as good a place to buy variety as I've ever found. The prices are significantly better than anybody else around. The Humidor Pipe Shop, Memorial Parkway Southwest, now open Sundays, noon to 6. There are many important issues in Alabama today, and none are more important than ensuring our children have loving, nurturing families to care for them. There are more than 6,000 foster children in Alabama who need you to be the difference in their lives. So please join our team for foster children. Open your heart and open your home. Become an Alabama foster or adoptive family. Call one 866 4 AL Kids and become the change in a child's life. Sponsored by the Alabama DHR, the ABA, and this station. This is the story of Julie Guillot. She's a Leukemia and Lymphoma Society advocate and the mother of a child who battled blood cancer. Zach was diagnosed with AML, a deadly leukemia, when he was only five. While the treatment really attacked the cancer, unfortunately it also attacked his body uncontrollable fevers, terrible nosebleeds, and his skin was burned from the inside out. He died at just nine years old, really from the treatment that was meant to save him. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society was founded 70 years ago by parents who also lost their child to cancer. Today, we're pioneering breakthrough treatments for kids with cancer. We are so close to finding better treatments for kids with cancer. So it's too late to save Zach, but working together, we can save thousands of kids just like him. Visit LLS.org and save a child's life. Hey folks, this is Tom Rigsby, Huntsville's business coach and host of Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs. Hey, did you hear the news? 
Talk radio for entrepreneurs has moved to Saturday mornings at 8. You'll still get timely news, interviews with local and national business leaders, and my special brand of business insight and opinions. So tune in every Saturday morning at 8 right here on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM WTKI Talk. Looking for a way to water the garden without ever turning on the faucet? I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about a fun project that'll save water and money too right after this. When your backyard feels like a private resort, every day is like being on vacation. So enter the Backyard Paradise Contest at todayshomeowner.com for a chance to win your own luxurious landscape. The pros from Pavestone and Quick Creek will design a project just for the winner's home and help Danny and his team install it. Plus, the whole process will be featured on an episode of Today's Homeowner. So get your yard ready for summer. Complete your entry right now at todayshomeowner.com slash backyardparadise. Brought to you by Pavestone and Quick Creek. If you're looking for a place to reduce water consumption, then landscaping is probably it. A rain barrel is a great tool to replace that water usage because it allows you to harvest rainfall to water the landscape. Start with a sturdy 32-gallon plastic garbage can. Drill a hole near the bottom to install a spigot so you can attach a water hose to it later. You'll need rubber washers on the inside and outside to seal it. Next, cut a hole in the top for water to enter from a downspout. A strainer basket installed here will keep out the unwanted leaves and twigs. It's also a good idea to use something like zip ties to seal the lids so that kids can't fall in. When the barrel is full, hook up the hose and your watering free of charge. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Ken Creel answers your lawn and garden questions Saturday mornings at 10 with lawns, gardens, and stuff. Hi, this is Ken Creel. Join me Saturday mornings. We'll talk about gardening, pest management, landscaping, and whatever else you want to talk about. Tune in and call with your questions or comments. See you there, and until then, happy gardening. Lawns, gardens, and stuff. Saturday mornings at 10 on WTKI Talk. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Beignet Cafe in Huntsville and Madison, offering online ordering, carryout, curbside delivery at our Huntsville store, pickup window in Madison, and Grub South delivery at both. 
30% chance of uh, showers before 10, and then we're going to get mostly sunny in 77. Well, it's starting to feel good already. We're at 57 right now. Huntsville, Huntsville's Mayor Tommy Battle uh, joining us for a segment here to chat about. We may we may stretch it a little if we get get a chance. Um, uh, we've been listening to those daily updates, and you guys, I'm not sucking up here when I say there's been a level of sanity here when we hear all the stories, Tommy, about all the other parts of the country. You guys haven't arrested anybody, hadn't threatened anybody. Everybody's kind of gone along, and we've tried to make the best of it, from what I can tell, right? Listen, we've had a great everybody. Everybody has bought into the program, has worked hard, has has done well. You know, in the in the end result today, we have 214 uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19. If you go back 14 days, uh, 14 days ago, we had about 191 cases. Uh, so, you know, if you consider that, you know, you had an incubation time of 14 days and then you're, you're cured, we probably have um, about 23 really active cases of COVID-19 right now uh, that have been tested and proven. Now, there's probably a few more out there because everybody has not been tested. But, you know, uh, we've got testing facilities open for anybody who has, you know, fever, coughing, uh, shortness of breath, all the things that are in the guidelines if if they've got them, you know, we've got the capabilities of uh, testing them, and, and we've been testing them on a regular basis. We're having fewer and fewer people come in for testing. You know, my biggest my biggest criticism, and, I, you know, we'll, we'll probably be, they're going to write books about this, right? <laughs> probably. Right. Um, we may get a local one, too. Um, but I, I, I thought the governor, and, and look, she uh, she's getting some criticism here, and I'm sure she'll get some more. But we were handling things just fine up here, and even when she issued her stay-at-home order, not a lot changed here. Not uh, it, it went up a tick, but we already had this handled. And I and I think again a compliment to the communication we have up here. It it, it is, and you know um, every every segment's different. It's kind of hard to run the whole state as a whole in in this in this. Uh, in this, you know, uh, Mobile has, you know, oh gosh, something like uh, 900 cases mm-hmm. or has had 900 pro- proven cases, and, you know, we're sitting here with 211. So, you know, um, our, our area is just a little bit different. We don't have as much massing. We don't have as much uh, people on top of people, and, and we're more dispersed. Um, and, you know, and, and we're fortunate that we've got a lot more people who have been able to do telework and uh, then come back in. So, uh, you know, we've, we're a little bit different than some of the other areas, and it's hard to put um, one size fits all on everybody. So where do we? I, I guess your hope, like a lot of people, at eleven o'clock today, the governor lays out this plan, and we get things back to as much normal as possible. I mean, we're at North, next door in Georgia. They're doing. I, I understand somebody went to dinner in Nashville last night. I, that I, a friend of mine, uh, his relative went up there and had had dinner. I mean, this is all stuff we're going to have. We're going to have to get back to it. And then, and then along the way, and I don't know if you guys are doing it already, but I'm sure the the damage to the city's budget, to businesses that aren't going to come back, to Huntsville Hospital, I'm sure there's damage because we're hearing the story about UAB. I mean, the recovery is going to be challenging. 
isn't it? It's going to be very challenging, especially for the small businesses. So the small business has been without a without a dollar coming in, or without you know very low low income levels coming in for the last month. That um, you know it, it's going to be tough. Some of the restaurants just won't reopen, uh, and you know and backfilling those restaurants is going to be tough. Somebody's going to have to get a bank loan to do it. And the banks are going to look and say, "Wow, if this could happen to to this restaurant, what could happen to the next one, the next one, the next one?" Um, you know, some of the uh, the some of the the contact areas. We just got to figure out how to open up and how how to do it in such a manner that we protect the public, and that's uh, that's the that's the most dangerous thing. We got to do it so that we protect the public, and you know we we've, we've got to start when we start talking about it uh, instead of just talking about the cases of COVID nineteen uh, virus. Um, you know we need to really look and dig down into those numbers. I mean, how many people are actually in the hospital? Um, I think yesterday we were down to three or four people in the hospital. Um, who had been hospitalized by all the you know all the cases that we had had, and no one was on a vent. And yeah. so you know those are the things that we've got to start concentrating on, rather than uh, some of the news media uh, articles on the anomalies and everything else. So the anomalies are the ones that make the news, but you know uh, the basics of this whole thing is that you know it's it's it we've got to you know we can get through it. You know, it's it's interesting here because here we are in, in, in Huntsville, Alabama, where we're a pretty hot place right now. And we're going to probably recover faster than a lot of places. And we're probably going to get some advantages of people, you know, maybe looking to get out of some of these uh, higher densely populated areas and move to places like this. It's probably going to accelerate that. But I, there have been even the New York Times over the weekend, and it started with Dennis Prager during the middle of the week, and then there were some other people. But even the New York Times, they had they had a columnist who said, look, America's looking at things through a New York City lens, and 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 that that was our that was our problem, I think. Right? We, we the the world was making decisions based on how things were going in New York, where half the deaths were. And I think that 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 may have clouded the judgment of a lot of governors who forced mayors to do what you guys ended up having to do. I think the pressure that 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 mounted the pressure on the governors to to put in the orders that, that they did. Um, you know, if you looked, if if you went home and spent the day, um, uh, you were sequestered at home and spent the day watching CNN, Fox, uh, the all the news channels. All you would have seen is coronavirus and and the worst thing that can happen and everything else. And heard everybody who had any uh, any anomaly or any uh, who who was you know had an adverse opinion opinion and everything else, you would have listened to them all day and you, you'd be hair on fire by the end of the day. Uh, you know, and, and it really, you know, I mean, Mrs. Battle did that for a while and I told her, I said, you got to cut off the TV, honey. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, you listen to all that stuff and listen to everybody's differing opinions and somebody said it's this and somebody said it's that, you know, and, and you get down to it. Um, you know, we also got to live and, and as a society, we have got to live and find a way to, uh, uh, to live through this because you know this is this is now part of our new normal of life and part of our new normal is that we're going to you know try to stay uh, distanced. Uh, part of our new normal might be that we wear masks when we go out and we can't and we're in areas where we might not be able to stay distanced. Uh, part of the new normal might be that you wear gloves when you go out. Yeah, uh, you know all those things are going to fit into uh, the picture of what the new normal is. But we're we're going to live life and that's what we've got to do. 
You know, it's interesting here because you get this either or. You know, I've criticized a lot of this overreaction, and they go, "Well, we, people are just going to die." Well, why can't why can't I say that this got overblown? But I still want to be careful, and I do. Look, I wash my hands more than I probably ever have in my life. But, <laughs> I mean, we're learning as we go through this. There's there's a normal middle somewhere where we're 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 trying to stay safe, but we don't destroy economies at the same time, right? <laughs> You know, it's it's a fine line that we're everybody's walking. Everybody, everybody's walking that fine line. We want to get our economy back rolling. We want to get back like we were, you know, mm-hmm. uh, two, three, four months ago. We probably won't get back to that, uh, not at least for this year. But but we will. We do have to open the economy. We have to let these businesses work. We have to let people work and let people earn a paycheck. We've got to do that. But then we also got to protect the public. So I mean, it's that fine line that we're walking, and everybody's, you know. Um, this is kind of like being a football coach. Everybody's got an opinion right now because they watch so much news on it that uh, everybody's heard something and they picked up something out of all the news that they've heard. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, at the beginning of this, I think, uh, or, or a couple of weeks into this, you made an interesting point about, and I think you said this to city employees, look, we need to be sensitive to the fact there are a lot of people out there not getting paychecks, and you are. Uh, and I think that kind of set a tone. And I, I look, I appreciate it as a citizen of Huntsville. And I think, um, you know, everybody's going to take a knock here. There, there's going to be a hit on the city budget too, right? I mean, there has to be, right? Yep. Everybody's going to take a take a, a somewhat a haircut out of this, but yeah, we're, we're going to get through it. All right, Tommy Battle, uh, Mayor of Huntsville, update. Are you on the update today, or who's doing the who's on the update today? Or do you know um, yet? <laughs> no. It's, uh, who is uh, Dale's on the update today. So All Dale right. Strong. Carolina All right. County Commission will be there. They're rotating through this. Good job, man. Hey, we appreciate it. Tommy Battle, Mayor Thank of Huntsville. Uh, we're going to get through this. We're, we're almost to the end. Uh, hopefully the governor it's will It's talk move. radio that will make you think, ah, laugh, want to join no. in. Sweetly. Join me, Joe Pags, today at 5 on Talk Radio for the rest of us. WTKI Talk. Still haven't picked up anything new accident-wise. Working with a clean slate, you be careful on that trip in. Put some extra room in there so you got somewhere to go if something does go wrong around you. Do you use a CPAP machine for snoring or sleep apnea? Is it really clean and well sanitized? The Somnident from Dr. Randall Sandlin is an oral device. No hoses, no mask. 350-CARE. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye's North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? 
We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-526-7931. That's 800-526-7931. Again, 800-526-7931. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey. And every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget for the rest of his life. That's what the USO does. From the time they join to the time they transition out of the military, the USO is there, offering programs and support along the way. The USO has tons of programs, how to do a job interview, what to wear, what not to wear, knowing that there was going to be a life after the military. For over 70 years, the USO has continued to meet the needs of our troops and their families, standing with them when it counts. We all got to watch pretty much his last goodbye right before we were notified he was gone. Without the USO, it wouldn't be possible for me and my children to watch Jared tell us that he loves us. These are memories that we'll have forever. Be a part of their journey. Learn more today at USO.org. is open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day for curbside pickup and delivery up to 20 miles. Call us now at 256-585-3052 to place an order. You know, I'm really hoping we get back to normal here. Uh, you know, the mayor's itching, you can tell. Uh, look, they're, they're talking about the city losing uh, money or revenue. You're not going to be able to recover. State in the same boat. And I look, Mo Brooks was pretty uh, in, the, in the first half of the hour. You know, the governors did this. You know, the the governors, the, the, the fact that they shut down some of these things, they did it. We didn't do it. Now they're asking us for the money. And, and he's, you know, here we're about to go into, what, number five as far as uh, federal funding for rescue in all these uh, states. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting battle going forward here. I just do. It's going to be strange. We're wanting to get back to work to work just as much as the Statlers wanted Elizabeth right there. Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we lost a Statler. We did overnight. Well, it was what? Well, actually, 80? it was last. Is over the it was, weekend. It was over last weekend. Friday, actually. Eighty. Yeah, he lived yeah. a good old wow. life, and he was one of the. He was a prankster of the bunch, and he just loved to have a good time on stage. He's really a comedian. Uh, singer and uh, but uh, Harold Reed of the Statlers passed away late last week and uh, we always like to make note uh, when those uh, stars or whatever genre go on in. Yeah, we can we keep losing them. Well, they're old. <laughs> You're catching up now. You're catching up with Harold. Be careful. <laughs> I know. For rebates or low payments on a new Lennox Home Comfort System, call All Weather Heating and Air Conditioning at 256-852-8825. You can also catch them online, InsideWeatherGuy.com. Alabama certification number 83073. Actually, the forecast looks pretty good. We got this 30% chance of a shower. We had a little rain earlier. Um, that will be through about 10 o'clock, and then mostly sunny, 77 
is the high today. And then we've got that pretty good rain chance tonight. We've got a 80% chance. It's going to be measurable rainfall. Maybe a thunderstorm in there. We're kind of on the edge of that severe stuff, so you'll want to keep an eye on that. Um, most of it uh, through the day tomorrow till about 4 o'clock, and then things will kind of settle down and wane a little bit. We'll only get to 69 for a high, and then a 30% chance as this gets out of here. Um, that'll be over Wednesday evening by about 7-ish. Uh, we'll dip down to 49, and then we have a slight chance on Thursday, and then it's clear sailing all the way through the weekend. It's going to warm up a little bit. Uh, 72 on Friday, 82 on Saturday, 85 on Sunday. Kind of get the drift. Kind of like the rest of the forecast here. Right now, we're looking at, uh, well, rain in parts, 57. Plot to disarm America. The Dana Show, today at 2 on WTKI Talk. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. PepsiCo is reporting a strong quarter, though business was down from a year ago. Pepsi says there's still a great deal of uncertainty about the impact of the coronavirus, so it can't predict its earnings for the year. Southwest Airlines lost $94 million in its recent quarter, as most flights were grounded by the coronavirus. However, Wall Street was expecting an even more bleak report from Southwest. The airline says for May, the number of people on its planes, the load factor, is expected to be only 5 to 10 percent. Caterpillar is reporting a more than 20% drop in its sales and revenue from a year ago. The heavy equipment maker says its employees are continuing to deliver products and services that enable critical infrastructure essential to support society during the pandemic. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda, invested in you. The latest Gallup poll shows support for President Trump is falling, but can you really believe the polls? Now Newsmax is conducting an urgent national poll asking Americans if you approve of President Trump's handling of the crisis. It's easy to vote in Newsmax's poll. Just text the word virus to 39747. That's 39747. Your opinion counts, and Newsmax will share the results with Congress and the media. So text virus to 39747 and vote now. That's 39747. Still looking good this morning. No problems to report to you. Traffic load lighter than normal. Of course, you'd expect that. So you be careful if you do have to be on the road this morning. On the job injuries can't happen. Senior Timberlake and Lee can help. 536-0770 or law-injury.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Hi, I'm Tamika Hayes, a physician assistant at Spine and Neurocenter. If you're suffering from back and neck pain, it's good to know that a physician assistant or nurse practitioner can see you as soon as the next day. We will evaluate you, order imaging studies, and develop a treatment plan that'll get you feeling better. Plus, if need be, we'll get you into one of our neurosurgeons as soon as possible. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neurocenter at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. 
our customers want best-in-class solutions, so we've added some new vendors like Konica Minolta, Lyosi Group President Nick Lyosi, and our next-level team has added Premier Automation Solutions. We're not here to sell you one product. We're here to help you find the right solution for your specific needs, even if it means we don't sell you anything. Drake Avenue and at LyosiGroup.com. Over 50 years of doing the right thing. Did you know almost anything you can find at Stanley's is available as a salad or as a gluten-free wrap? Just ask. The meatball, ham and Swiss, steak kebab, steak combo, turkey, tuna, Italian cold cuts, the kitchen sink. Plus, that Stanley's tradition extends to vegetarian. Just taste it. Huntsville's original sub is Stanley's Sub Villas, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanley's on Facebook and receive special offers. Hi, this is Kristen Rampon from Char Restaurant on Bob Wallace at the Parkway. It's offering takeout and curbside pickup seven days a week. See our website, charrestaurant.com, for menus. Well, we're joined by uh, Huntsville Mayor Tommy Battle. Pretty optimistic about coming out of this. I mean, look, not everybody's going to survive, but a lot of people have been innovative, and we're going to we're going to figure out this new normal, whatever it is. But I do compliment our leadership, and I'm not sucking up when I say this. I'm not normally a suck up, am I? I don't think I am, Scotty. Am I? I don't normally mm, suck up. Negatory. I'm I'm usually unfiltered in some ways. <laughs> you ask what? Um, but look, I, I think we, even before the governor pulled the trigger on this, this stay at home order, I mean, we were handling it just fine. And we do not have the case. Look, Mobile's higher. For whatever reason, one of the outliers, a, a not very populated county, Chambers County, had a bunch of deaths. We've had four. Aren't we still at four? Or maybe we're at five. Yeah, I think now. we got to five. We may have gotten to five. It's still look. We're we're having the a couple of ER doctors out in Los Angeles got sandbagged by social media because apparently didn't didn't fit the narrative. But you may have heard it. Um, one of them was predicting that that, that, the, that it may end up being point oh three percent of the population. I mean, less than the flu, people. Not that it's not dangerous. I mean, and every time I say that, people go, well, people are dying and you don't have a family member. I understand that. It's still a bad, it, it, it's still, the, the coronavirus is bad. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it's not killing everybody. And the number of people it kills, do you want to flush the economy for the amount of, you know, people that are, are impacted by this. Look, Mo Brooks, our, our congressman is, is, you know, I don't know what he can do in the House because, because the Republicans are in the minority, but look, I, I, they're going to try some more stuff. The Dems are going to try, they're talking about minimum, uh, a minimum income and, and all of this out of this. They're, they're seeing this as an opportunity, not letting a crisis go to waste. This is all stuff we're going to have to be mindful of. But, you know, Mo put it, puts it back on the governors, you know, under the system of federalism. The president didn't order a shutdown. These governors did. And, and again, I think, you know, we have three examples now of a lot of governors took the New York view of America and shut their states down. They allowed themselves to be browbeaten into shutting their states down. And now we're all going to get to pay for it. Uh, and, and, you know, from, from Mo's standpoint, the states need to make this up. They're the ones that shut themselves down and killed their economies. Do you agree with that? Almost hard to argue with, isn't it? I think. Jameis Winston. 
and a saint, the saints. Is he a fit there? They think he is. Um, they're finalizing their pending deal. Apparently they're working on it uh, last night. Uh, Jeff Arlen has made the case that he, he it looks like it's going to be a good deal for both sides. So could he be the guy behind Drew Brees? And he'd be a lot cheaper than Cam, that's for sure, Perhaps. who is still looking yeah. for work. And yeah. uh, will he find it? But what happens to Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> well, he's already gone. He's so, gone? Yeah. They already got rid of him? Yeah, he uh, took Where did a, he go? He took a big job with uh, Carolina, believe it or not. So. Oh, that's right. He did. That's right. Bridgewater mm-hmm. went over there. That's got, I forgot uh, about that. He got a big payday. So That's he, right. That's right. So Bridgewater's gone. So they did have to fill the hole. So And then the Titans picked another Hawaiian. Isn't that weird? <laughs> We're going to get it right one of these days. Where's uh, Where's Tiny Bubbles, man? Where, where, can we find him anywhere? Uh, I don't know, but the guy, the you know, the, perhaps the guy that has the uh, pineapple suit will have a chance to live again. Uh, okay, so the Small Business Administration um, round two. We were hearing the Paytech, uh, Paytech, Paytech. It's I Paytech love that. Now. I love that company, Paytech. The the Paycheck Protection Program process. Uh, might be a little more. There might might be an extra page or two now, as they've kind of, um, I, I guess, got, gotten some sanity to this thing. Where I guess you might have been pledging some things. Now you're going to have to back them up a little bit. But if you need the money, they, they and again they're still sorting out the people that ended up getting money they didn't need. So that's some of these big companies that did that. They're still sorting that part out. So they had to do some nipping and tucking here because they did everything so fast. That's part of the problem. All right, the governor at 11 is supposed to let us know something. We hope that's good. Noon update from the, uh, I guess they'll keep doing those till their duration as well. We'll have that as the only radio station that offers that to you. Uh, all coming up later today, Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs. Tom. Sane solutions for an insane world. WTKI Talk. Call the Fred Holland Morning Show at 256-684-8000. I'm a mom with two children who love sports. One girl, one boy, and they're all about playing ball. I love sports, too, because it keeps them active and healthy and teaches them great life lessons, like how to be part of a team. But I worry about them getting hurt. Sprained ankles, heat illnesses, even concussions. How do I know that their coaches know how to keep them safe? Here's how. Because Alabama is the first state in the nation to pass a law that requires all youth coaches of kids 14 and under to complete a certified training course in injury recognition and prevention. They call it the Coach Safely Law. I call it the right thing to do. So, Coach, before I drop my kids off at their first practice with you, I have one very important question. Do you coach safely? Sponsored by the Coach Safely Foundation, the Alabama Recreation and Parks Foundation, the ABA, and this station. Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day. WTKI Talk, 1450 AM and 105.